Hello, everyone. Welcome back ashore. We have a very special guest marooning, arriving, washing ashore with us tonight in his uh, very appropriate Gilligan's bucket hat. Who just washed ashore? It's the seawater, I swear. What's up, man? It's uh, Patrick from everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you've you've probably heard him referenced on our show. I, well, I know you have. We've done live streams with him, and Patrick is is a little bit everywhere. Uh, more than more than a little bit everywhere. I, I tend to stick my fingers places they shouldn't be. <laughs> well, very good, uh, Patrick. Thanks thanks for joining us. You're in you're in great great company. It might be a little bit lonely here, but at least the games are the games are rock solid. So I'm here for man. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Not only is Patrick just an outstanding game opponent, and and I don't, and it's not just limited to war games or historical games or anything like that. It's whatever you want to play. You know that you can count Patrick in at least once for it. <laughs> More than once, most of the time. Even even if it's something terrible, there have been a couple of games where I, I think you and I have even said. Oh man, that was that was terrible. And then you're getting an invite back to it immediately. <laughs> like that was just that was just dog. And yeah, here we are again. So he Patrick is also the proud the proud office administrator for history on the table. Absolutely. <laughs> Look at that. That's what I'm here for. Well, great, Patrick. I think just to uh, we've added a category tonight. So before oh. we dive into the questions, why don't we just knock knock a list off or a game off your list? Uh, let's start with uh, something you and I have certainly dabbled in a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which card game did you wash ashore with? Ooh, card game. Yep. So I I went back. I did a little bit of homework. And I listened to all of the episodes as I was compiling the list of every game that everybody you sure done. did. I did. Uh, I got to earn my earn my keep, right? And uh, some of the options I'd like to say for card game were uh, they stretched stretched the definition. We allow uh, it. I you know Twilight Struggle. I think Mark <laughs> picked Twilight Struggle. Sure uh, did. That's that's a great option. Uh, so that's not my choice though. I'm going to bring. Uh, undaunted Stalingrad onto the island with me for my card game because that counts, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'm 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 looking up the list that you so wonderfully uh, crafted here, and I think that's our first deck builder. I mean, obviously, uh, I guess Pathfinder CCG I think has some elements, but like Lord of the Rings and Arkham Horror, you build decks out of the game, but in the right. in a deck builder. That's the first. Plus, it's historical. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a one-trick pony, kind of. Why Stalingrad? Have you played the others? I have. So okay. I, the only one I'm still waiting on, and I, I've seen a couple of people with Battle of Britain uh-huh. out, out in the wild. Very excited for that one. Um, but the one I've played the most, I guess there's an asterisk, is is North Africa, which is a fantastic game. Um, I mean, it's really hard to beat what you get in the box, how much replayability is there is even without the solo cards and everything from reinforcements. It's just, it's a great time. So take all of that and like multiply it by like 50 and you hmm. get undaunted Stalingrad. It's just this ridiculous 
a legacy deck builder historical war game. Uh, and it's, it's just wonderful. Uh, me and my, my local game buddy, Will, played, oh, I don't know, maybe four or five scenarios out of it. And I mean, it, it feels like it swings back and forth. Um, I don't know if I took any pictures of the full Stalingrad board setup, but I mean, it's, it's pretty ridiculous how big it is, but you only ever play in like a little section of it. So now that's my choice. I just, I love those games. You can teach it in four minutes and maybe four and a half minutes, call it. And, uh, and you're just, you're rocking and rolling. So it's easy, you know, whoever, whatever, you know, the monkeys on the island, we can teach them how to play Undaunted Stalingrad and, uh, and we'll have opponents for life. So I don't want to make any assumptions. This somehow this series has eluded me mm-hmm. um, and I need to remedy that with any of them. I, I had the original at one point and ended up not keeping it before I got a chance to play it, which is a real shame because obviously mm-hmm. this has been just over the last few years, ever since Undone and Normandy came out, just one of the best received for i would say like the mass public right i mean it's this has this has its fingers uh to use your analogy uh in in everyone's pie right uh so if you're unfamiliar it's designed by david thompson and trevor benjamin and there's a series of them all following the undaunted game and patrick i'll let you confirm this but generally a deck builder is you'll start with a basic deck of cards and the the mechanics of the game um, are you play those cards and eventually buy or somehow acquire new cards to make your deck better to do bigger, better, cooler things? Uh, the classic is Dominion. Is that yeah. present in Undaunted? So a little bit, right? Okay. So a lot of the deck building, especially with Stalingrad, um, happens because it's a legacy game. You know, you start out in mission one and then, you know, depending on which side wins, the Soviets or the Germans, you, you build your deck a little differently at the beginning of the game. Um, but it's, it's, it's not really a deck builder. I would say it's like a deck subtractor, right? So there's no, your guys on the, on the board aren't, you're not taking wounds to them. You're not marking wounds or anything on the counters themselves. The way that you track that is you subtract their activation cards out of the various deck piles, right? So either out of your hand or your discard pile or your, uh, your draw deck, or at the very worst, uh, your, I guess there is a deck market kind of, um, your, your, your sideboard, I guess I'll call it. Um, so yeah, and that's, it's, that's, you're, you're taking away your hit points for those individual different styles of platoons, right? Like your, your machine gun platoon or whatever is, is, will take hits that way. Does that make sense? So as they take hits, they lose cards and lose Correct. effectiveness. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a really cool system. Um, and I, I let me I gotta see. Here we go. I gotta throw another asterisk out there. Let's let's this this is a, <laughs> a, a shit show already. Um, you do build the deck, right? You have a you start with a base deck, you are correct, um, and you have a couple of cards in your hand or in your, your initial deck, um, like your plat- your actual platoon leader or your sergeants, and they let you add cards to your deck. Okay. Or you can add negative cards to your opponent's deck with Fog of War cards that don't do anything. They just take up space, right? Hmm. So Interesting. And That's now, true. you know, you, you only need two more minutes of rules and you've got it. So Very cool. Well, I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit. Just what I know about you, sure. um, but I think 
I think you've you've shared this before, right? I mean, your roots come from miniature gaming. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, I I picked up. Uh, I had a, I went over to a friend's house, and I'm I'm fairly young for the 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 war gaming hobby. Um, so we won't we won't go too far down that rabbit hole. But when I was in middle school, um, I went over to a buddy's house, and he had these cool little soldiers all over his his room. And I'm like, "What the hell is that?" He's like, "Oh, those are Space Marines." And I'm like, "Those are the coolest things I've ever seen." Um, so of course I I was like, "Can I borrow one?" I got to show my dad. My dad's kind of a super nerd too, and I brought it home. And I'm like, "Dad, Dad, look at this. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." And he's like, "Son." And he turns around and opens the closet, and there's just no. row, row upon row of stuff that he orcs, space marines, tyranids, everything that he built and painted from when he was in high school and college. He's like, I've tried to get you to like this for so long, and you you don't you didn't take to it. Why did you went to a friend's house? What the hell? So, yeah, and that was that's where it all started. So, Games Workshop, shout out, love you guys. Hugs and kisses. But at some point, I think when we first met and started talking and whatnot, mm-hmm. you you had a big display case and mm-hmm. tons of miniatures in the closet. And you've you've since obviously it's it's sounds like it's something you still love and enjoy, but sure. um you've since kind of transitioned away, just how I've interacted with you over the mm-hmm. last year or so, uh, into historical gaming as well as we play a ri- ridiculous amount of games on bga yeah so what was the uh what was the hook into historical so uh i don't know if you remember but in 2019 2020 this little thing happened um where all of us had to stay home Mm, yeah i'm familiar yeah so that was a whole thing and it's really hard to play at a six by four table with miniatures and rule books and rulers when you're in your apartment in atlanta Uh, and can't leave for months at a time because the world is ending. And uh, so, yeah, um, I had, you know, I'd done some hobby board gaming before, right? I mean, I have Power Grid, one of my, one of my favorite games. You may hear that come up again later, uh, maybe. Um, And, you know, stuff like that, Smash Up, all of the, the, you know, Ticket to Ride, all that kind of thing. Um, But I'd had Twilight Struggle for a really long time. And... I started, you know, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, I like what this does. Uh, but then I was looking for things to do by myself, right? Or uh, or with very few people because we're all at home. So actually the very first kind of thing that I, the first rabbit hole I fell down through um, was the Player's Aid um, and their YouTube channel and all of their kind of reviews and play by whatever videos of historical board games and ended up picking up uh agricola the master of britain from holland holland spiel that was my that was my gateway drug uh we i started playing that i was like oh this is you know this is super there's six pages of rules and i get to move little pieces of cardboard around on the map and it's still really interesting lots of interesting choices to make and uh you know i lost in like a turn and a half and i was like well that sucks let me do it again and it just there we go. Then, you know, the next day, something else from Holland Spiel showed up. And then the next day and the next day. And, and since you've had a steady stream of historical board game arrivals yeah, ever since. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really just 
the the tap got turned off on the miniatures and turned on full bore for the, uh, the historical stuff. So, <laughs> honey, I've got great news. I'm not buying miniatures anymore. Yeah, I, you know, I think we had that conversation at one point. She's like, "I'm so happy that you don't buy miniatures anymore. They were just sitting in stacks in the in the <laughs> closet, and I and you never touched them. There, there's still some in shrink wrap as I, you know, I'm shoving the board games on the closet." Uh, that are still in shrink wrap. Like, don't. Yeah, no, we don't do that anymore. You walk by carrying a box. Yeah, yeah. Noble Knight. Oh, yeah, what's right. that? Uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's well. Let's let's get your spoiler out of the way and let's see if it's it's power grid or not. And let's talk about which which non war game board game are you washing ashore with? A feast for Odin. Oh, I love you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No. So happy to have this on the island. It's, it's, I don't know. I will drop anything on, on board game arena or at home or anything to play Tetris of sheep and fish mm-hmm. anytime. Like it's, it's so ridiculous and nobody, you're not actually playing against anybody. I don't know. Oh, if I've no, had, no, 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 it's, you're just in your own little land, putting the little sheep and little fish and little. Oh, it's so good, and and yeah, I love that game. It's so stupid that I love it so much, but I love it. So, for those who don't know, uh, Feast for Odin is um, Uwe o- Rosenberg design. It's um, it's it was not his first um, poly. What do they call them? Polyhedral design where you're using like the Tetris type pieces, but it was like the first to combine that with worker placement. I think anyways, um, basically you're placing your Vikings and you go out and you try to collect treasure and you make offerings and maybe you'll go conquer an Island and you want to cover up all these negative modifiers by placing these Tetris pieces on these cool boards. Uh, it is my second favorite Uwe Rosenberg game. If you want to know my favorite, go listen to the draft this year, but what I like about um, A Feast for Odin, and Patrick will be interested to hear why you like it so much, is even if it's an illusion of choice, even if there are some strategies that are way better, the fact that you have 70 different choices, I don't know what it is. I don't remember how many spots there are, but there are there's an abundance of choices of actions where you can go place your workers to go carry out an action. Even if they're bad, I still like enjoy carrying them out. Um, there's just so many things to do and it's, it's fun to, are you going to focus on sheep and cows this game? Are you going to focus on raiding this game? Are you going to focus on whaling or growing vegetables or whatever it is? I just love having all those choices. hundred percent agree. That's, that's why it's on my list. Um, you know, I, I think I started up one, uh, with, I think, it, I think I started up with one with you and Pete and I'm like, I'm going to go we're going to go raiding this game. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be fun. You know, I, uh, you know, everybody I talk to and play this game with, they're like, Oh, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go immigrate. I'm going to move all my Vikings to another place just because I can. And it's, it's so good that I love just how many choices there are. It's never going to grow old. I mean, I'm sure it would eventually, but on a desert Island, you know, it's, uh, it's it, variety is the spice of life. Right. So having a game that can do that many has that many paths to victory is yeah. uh, is the key, right? That's well said. If you're gonna bring a worker placement game, having one with lots of variety is is a, is a solid choice. And you did say that I think this has been a caveat in a couple of the other uh, Desert Island ads uh, that it comes with all the expansions and everything. So yeah, this is like what eight hundred cards or something ridiculous for occupations and. 
I don't know about you. Do you ever, when you're playing a feast road and do you ever use the occupations? Yep. Like mm-hmm. I I'm so bad at knowing when to play occupations. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I've, I, I don't know how many times I've played that game now because my wife and I play, uh, we used to play constantly and we've since slowed down, but we played again recently and stuff. But the, the one thing I like about doing the occupations, which are different cards that you can play in your tableau and, there's, they may do one or three different things. I mean, well, there's hundreds of them, but they'll either give you an ongoing effect or a one-time effect or an effect you can do over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, when I crack open a new game on, on BGA, which Board Game Arena is fantastic for just like, hey, let's throw one together and I'm going to try something new because I know in a week we're going to be re-racking and firing up a new game. If it's a it's a profession I haven't used before, it'll push me to a new like, oh, this is pushing me to grow peas. That's not yep. a profession in the game, but might as well be. Uh, so let's, yeah, because then I'll do it and then try to like push it and like see, okay, how well can I do using this um, this profession? That's fair. That's fair. I never. I think my problem is I never play my occupations and my and and my cards early enough. Mm-hmm. I get so laser focused on like, oh my god, I need a whaling boat right yep. now mm-hmm. that I need it to I need it to happen, and then I get to the end of the turn, and I'm like, oh. I should have, I have all these cards or the end of the game. And I've got like 15 occupation cards. I'm like, well, <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I mean, this, it is a game of, of all these choices, but you do, I think get the most benefit from being laser focused. Yep. If you're going to go whaling, go whaling and use, right. use cards and actions that enhance whaling. Don't just drop a card that gives you a sheep. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're not going to be then somehow manipulating that sheep. This podcast brought to you by PETA uh for and and everybody for whaling uh, it's a great game awesome so choice glad to so glad to have it on the island power grid was my was my alternate if if this one got drafted before uh before power grid power grid was the number two very good okay if you need to edit this part out let me know but you recently had some like big personal news right Oh yeah, I'm going to be a dad. Like That's it's amazing. It's it's super exciting. Um, we are we are uh, just in the second trimester now, so we're happy to start spreading the news and being all excited about it. So, little boy on the way, um, which for everybody else was really uh, really surprising, but for my family, this is the sixth generation of boys. So, uh, very exciting, man cannot wait to meet them well congratulations first off and i i want to do a throwback to you know we've since changed the name of deserted island ice and it started as deserted island dads because i started this when i was going on paternity leave for our second child and a lot of my original conversations were about gaming with family i think it's really cool that you know you come home with a space marine and then your dad opens the the closet of nerddom with all his miniatures and with a little one on the way, you know, my, my aspirations, like I was buying games for, uh, our kids and not many, like I bought three before we even knew we were going to have kids. And then as soon as they were like nine months old, I bought, I remember I bought a hobby, a Haba, um, lighthouse. One, I love lighthouses. Two was Haba. And it's like, Oh great. This is like my first entry into, to board gaming. And our oldest has done all right. But like, is this going to be, are you going to be kind of like me? Like, all right, oh, yeah. pick, yeah. pick up those, pick up those dice, son. We're, we're playing games and they're like still trying to lift their head up or what? 
Yeah, no, that's that's definitely how it's going. The very first one, <laughs> I bought my first onesie the other day, and it is a it is a D and D character sheet onesie. Uh, so because of course it is. I mean, I that's just I have very fond memories growing up playing the. Uh, you remember? Did you ever play any of those the the, the yellow box German games? Is that Haba? Is that that's Haba? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. they had one called Schneeman which is just snowman. And that's like earliest core memories is playing this game where you're stacking up snowmen. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. So yeah, no, that, I'm sure there's going to be a copy of Schneeman somewhere in, in the house before too long. And Dosh Schneeman from uh, Hava for those looking for it. That's my war game choice, by the way. Dosh um, <laughs> So it sounds like, I mean, you've kind of, you've already answered the question, but it sounds like for you, even, that your gaming is not only with a bunch of strangers on the internet and local friends, but it sounds like gaming in your family has been an important part of, of your upbringing or at least oh, yeah, absolutely. an element of it. Yeah. I mean, and I, I post on the discord for, for history on the table and on, on AAC, the other, the other guild. And, uh, I, I mean, that's every time I go home for Christmas or something, everybody, mm-hmm. I'm always like, Oh, we're playing 18, 1830, you know, with the, with the fam jam and, you know, everybody makes fun of my parents' tablecloth, but, uh, (laughs) fun, fun, fun fact. Uh, or, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we've always done. It's something that we will continue to do. Um, and it's, yeah, so it's, it's, it's an important part of my life. So. Yeah. I mean, and I, I'm right there with you and I've, I've shared like our family did different things and mm-hmm. you know, one side of the family's kind of drifted away from it, but I'm sure like once, once things are back to normal, they'll go back to it. But sure. with our in-laws and stuff, I mean, before it's harder to do now with kids, but before mm-hmm. kids, we were playing like spades every weekend uh, spades yep. and at least one other trick ticker, whether it was Rook or Pinochle or something like that. But yep. Gen, Gen Rummy is what we play. Yeah. I mean, I can get anybody from any generation of my family to sit down and we'll have four people playing Gen Rummy before before you can say you know anything or bunko awesome. or or mahjong or you know whatever little old ladies play it's a great time <laughs> love it love it okay you mentioned you mentioned the the trigger word for for the, our next category by saying Uh-oh. 1830 so if you that's like you like you just got slimed on nickelodeon mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. for saying mm-hmm. 1830 um so which we're adding the category here because when Paul was on the island, he came floating in on an 1830 box. Uh, what train game are you washing ashore with? Okay, so this was this was the second hardest category to pick for, just so you know, um, because I I really love 1848. Like it is a fantastic train game. I love mm. I love Australia, but it's not the one I'm picking. I, again, I will stop anything and everything that I'm doing to play a game of 1846. I, I love the wow. race to the Midwest. Um, and it was, it was my gateway drug. Like I played some 1830 or some uh, 1889. And I'm like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And then I, I'm pretty sure you were in one of my first games of 46 where we sat, we, we set it up on uh, 18xx.games and I'm like, okay, this is way cooler than any of the other 18xx games we've played. Um, 
But on the grand scale of train games, I am an oper- I am 100% an operational player in an 18xx sure. game. Like I, that is what I live for. Let me lay track. Let me, uh, let me move trains. Let me get money. Like that's the cool part of the game. The stock manipulation stuff. Like, yeah, okay, sure, great. But like that's the part that gets us to the cool part of the game. So, hot takes. I love it. Um, forty six was my second. I played a game of thirty first, and I played forty six once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think forty six is a is a fantastic game. It's it's not an on my Mount Rushmore. You know, you know, I've have sure, talked several sure. times about our favorite train games, but it's still a game when I do go back to it. Like we just wrapped up a game recently, um, like last week or the week before or so, and it, it's been a while since I played, and it's great to go back to forty six. I mean, it's familiar, and I agree. It's just it's you don't get it in a ton of stock shenanigans, but you do mm-hmm. get huge dividends and build long runs and get trains that just pay out buku bucks. It's it's also so the transition going back to playing games with family. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see my parents as much as I used to. I used to you know they we all lived in the same even in college like they moved to Auburn uh, War Eagle first of all. Um, we you know we all lived in Auburn even when I was in college or after college like we were all in the same town. So, you know, but now I live in Atlanta and it's it's hard, you know, I see them maybe once every quarter, once every two months. And but I do get to see my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law and my cousins on my wife's side a lot. And they're huge board gamers too, which a uh, hobby hot tip, marry into a family of nerds <laughs> and, and it's a great time. Um, and it was the easiest, like I, I taught, we taught them how to play 1846 and you know, it wasn't, it wasn't undaunted levels of quick, but it was, you know, 30 minutes, 35 minutes. And we were playing train games. And then, you know, after the last vacation, I'm like, Hey, we can do this on 18 xx.games. And they're like, that sounds like a porn website. And I'm like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's sure not, does. I promise. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then we played three or four back to back to back. And uh, now there's there's jokes. Uh, it's, you know, it's just another layer of, of family goodness. So that's another reason 46 has a soft spot for me is it's it's family, family trains, man. So I, I got, I cut my teeth on train games or, or tried to learn train games. Mm -hmm. What I, in my mind is, is what I consider is like kind of the, I don't know, current listeners were probably, maybe they disagree or not, but what I think is the peak of, of heavy cardboard with, um, the original cast and, and punching cardboard was, was doing their thing and all that stuff. And so then at that point, it was really hard to get into 18xx games. You either had to do a print and play or, or find someone with an old copy of 1830. Anyways, mm-hmm. it just wasn't as easy. So eventually I did. I found someone with a copy of 1830 and we played and I loved it. But where did you cut your teeth on 18xx games specifically? Uh, so I'm I'm a millennial child and, and <laughs> my first game was on 18xx.games. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I... I didn't even know what people were talking about when, you know, I can't remember which, which discord server it was, uh, but they're like, Hey, we're playing train games. I'm like, sure. Okay. Whatever that means. Um, do they have, you know, are we, are we talking like, like train guns, like world war one? Like, is that what's happening here? And then they're like, no, it's a stock game. We get to stare at stock artwork for like seven hours. (laughs) I'm like, 
that sounds awful. Okay. And here we are. Now I, I think, just click over. Uh, I have, it's, it's kind of light right now. I only have 16 games going. Holy shit. Dot games. Uh, the high point was 52 at one point. Going at once? That's going at once. Bonkers. That's and I, I want to, I want to say that I won like a quarter of them. I'm not. I did. Yeah, I can't I even imagine. I, I, don't, I don't win. I don't win any of those games. It's fine. It was a terrible decision. Don't do that. Uh, but it was a good time. It was a good time. It's important Gr- to keep. It's important to keep uh, an active lifestyle. That's <laughs> that's right. Your wrist muscles. It must be. I'm not going to go down that path anymore. <laughs> well. Yep. Let's shift gears, if you will. Sure. Uh, we recently announced a new uh, side project. I'm really excited for it. Black Lodge Trivia Night. Oh, tell and me so, tell me more. Well, it's for RPG fans. You can go on YouTube or, or wherever you aggregate your podcasts and search Black Lodge Trivia Night. And we'll put a link down in the show notes. But the reason I bring that up is because it looks like you washed ashore with an RPG. Oh, I, I, I did. I, uh, this was another hard, you know, it's funny. All of these categories are really hard. Yeah. If you really think about it. Um, so I changed this one a bunch of times, but I settled on, uh, a game that I will evangelize till I'm blue in the face. Uh, I'm going to wash ashore with Savage Worlds. And, oh, great. Uh, and if I have to be specific, I'm going to wash ashore with Deadlands from Savage Worlds or in the Savage Worlds family. Do you have to be specific? I don't know. No, That's a good no. question. With Savage Worlds? No. No. It's just it's just action-packed hero-focused goodness. Like um do you want to do the spiel on what you do? Yeah, I mean what's what's great about Savage Worlds to me is you have you have stats and then but really what you take are what are they called? Advantage you have advantages and I mean, you're going to do way better. You have advantages and disadvantages that like give you good things and let you do more things. But you're like powers, for lack of a better word. What are those called? Traits? Traits. Yeah. yeah, they're your traits, and it's and that's how you build your character. Is you right. take you take positive traits and negative traits, and then uh, and that's how you build your character. There's no there's no real classes. I mean, you can have class builds, but you are you are building your character based off of those traits. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, for example, you, you, you had toyed around with setting up a deadlands game and I wanted to play a Wichita witch, mm-hmm. which would have been badass. And just for example, like they need high spirit. And so yeah. like, I go look at the Wichita witch trait, that's going to give me some magic and they get like a cool badass whip and all this stuff. And, but to do them, you can see that requires eight spirit and some other things probably too. I think you have to take some other magic based stuff. And that's, that's like how you kind of build into that, but it is, it is pretty rules light. But then the, like the action packed is you get like exploding dice. So you can like super mm-hmm. succeed your checks. You can like for great role playing or like inspirational things, you get bennies. I, you know, I've only played at the end of last year. I talked about savage worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I haven't even been playing savage worlds for a full year yet, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. That's a solid choice for, Especially if you get everything, that's a great yeah, great, yeah. If you, great pick. if you just say Savage Worlds, I mean, you're getting every every kind of universe that you could possibly get. I mean, you got to get Deadlands with your steampunk cowboys. 
and anybody who sees me around on the internet knows that I love Tombstone and Curly Bill and Doc Holliday. So, uh, you know, the, the Deadlands cowboy thing appeals to me. So, uh, you know, you're going to get any of your flavors of you know, we're playing arts running a great campaign with in Savage Worlds with, uh, you know, I don't even know how many things and what, what, what brands of Savage Worlds <laughs> he's brought in, but it's, it's a lot. It's a labor of love, but it plays so great. Uh, yeah, shout it's out Yep, Deus Volt. Um, he's doing M Space as well for oh, space. He, that's right. Because he switched for that. He switched from Traveler to that, right? Uh, from Mithras to that, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, good choice, good choice. So, um, well, the one thing I'll say is, I'm not as big a fan. I've I've played around with character creation. I haven't run any Savage Worlds. Then this is true of all generic systems. It's better when it has its own thing. Like I, I would be less interested in Savage Worlds Western if I had to use a whole bunch of generic traits to get there. Savage Worlds Western works because Deadlands exists. Mm-hmm. Space bounty hunter shenanigans works well because the fear agent module exists and you can use Mm -hmm. the other generic stuff for savage worlds but even just like looking at the overall generic savage world stuff it's a lot less exciting to me without like those specific savage worlds things like i think they just came out with a magic one recently right i think the the one that i saw released today was they're doing an updated version of uh necessary evil which is which is superheroes uh, or super villains, rather. Yeah, I. Th- but I think they had a recent release of like generic magic book. Did they? And it's okay. not like this type of magic or this book you've heard of or anything. It's just like generic magic. So I, I am a little bit less interested in, in generic systems like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. where I really like Savage Worlds is one where someone's already done all the parsing of the generic stuff sure. to make it work. They've done all the legwork. Or I can open a book and here's Sphere Agent. Here's what you need to run for your agent. Right. I, and I like that too. I think that's one of my favorite things is once you, you know, the base system for Savage Worlds, if you pick up the core book, it's, I mean, it's a, I forget, it's British, whatever the British half page size is, A5 or something. It's whatever, it's obnoxious. But it's, it's, it's like a hundred pages. There's not a lot there. It's, it's a small pamphlet basically for here here's how you do things in this game but each of the source books that goes farther each of those is great like you're saying fear agents core book is excellent the the core of not coriolis jesus different system um <laughs> what is it last parsec is great uh you know any of the ones you know pick a system they've got a they've got a they were doing the stuff that uh free league was is doing now before free league existed they're the OGs. Uh, and maybe I just mean that they're IP, you know, whores, but it's, it's... Yeah, they had some cool IPs. They had a six-gun, um, a big Colin Bun fan. They had a six-gun um, rule summary, which is pretty cool. I mean, it kind of... It's different than Deadlands, of course, but, it, I mean, they kind of go hand-in-hand. Hand. Sure. I'm sure you could, like, splash into both, but that's a that's a great comic if you haven't read it. Uh, six-gun, Colin Bun, check it out. Um, yeah, I like it. I think that's a great choice. All right, let's get the let's get the one out of the way that I would be glad to partake in. Um, but I, I, you know, I found that painting's not for me. I love I love Kill Team. I think it's an amazing miniatures game, but all the legwork not for me. So, what about you though? What 
miniature game would be your deserted island game. You're uh, you're preaching to the choir with the painting thing. Uh, there's a reason that I have a lot more cardboard on my shelf now than miniatures. Um, <sighs> but my my go to minis game and the greatest miniatures game of all time, hands down, heard it here first, folks, uh, is is Blood Bowl. Wow. Um, and I will I will I will go outside and throw hands with anybody who says otherwise. Um, and so is it just because Blood Bowl is like a miniatures game that adds this like sport element to it and you like that more than like a squad based kill team or like having big armies? Like what's what sets it apart than you know, something like Warhammer forty K or Kill Team or something like that? So Blood Bowl really shine. Blood Bowl as an individual game, like you sit down and you play, oh, I'm going to play the elf team against the orc team. Like that's fun, right? That's a fun two hours, three hours to play basically uh, the bastard child of football and rugby and Warhammer fantasy, right? Like it's great and it's hilarious and it's tongue in cheek and it's, it's just this great time, you know, Bloodweiser babes and, magic missiles flying everywhere and just it's it's stupid it's fun but then where it really shines is and this is where being on a desert island and with every expansion and every team would be great is the league play for and like Mm -hmm. the quote-unquote campaign or whatever for blood bowl is is where it shines and i'm totally biased because and here i'm gonna put my super nerd glasses on my four years, four and a half years that I was at Auburn, I was the league commissioner for the Blood Bowl group at Auburn. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> actually, uh, <laughs> so, and I, that was some of the most fun. Like I hyped people up. I had scoreboards. I had league spreadsheets. I had, you know, there were rivalry matches. There was a trophy at the end of the year. Like it was, I, we went, all out it was it was ridiculous and you know there's (laughs) it's like football right everybody likes football or most people like football or some kind of sport with a ball and you know to be able to be like oh my god there goes you know uh whatever player you know one of my players that i remember from my chaos team was izod killhammer and he had a ridiculous number of star player points, right? So you have stats, you have movement, passing, agility, the usual kind of Warhammer stats, right? Uh, But for football. And he was, he had really, I'd paid a lot of money for him and like had personal trainers and stuff in the offseason. The guy couldn't do jack shit. Like he could not do anything to save his life, but he was the most popular player on my team. So it was just, it was, and he was, and everybody knew it. They're like, oh, Izod Killhammer's got the ball again, and he would drop the ball. Or, oh, he's going for a catch, and, you know, interception for the other team touchdown. It's just, it it lends itself to these picture-perfect stories. Um, and I love it. It's just, it's it's so ridiculous. I, I don't have a serious bone in my body, Matt. I don't know if you realize that. So this just the stories of these, of these, that unfold over a league or a, or a season. It's great. So that's why I love blood bowl. Everybody should play more blood bowl. Yes. I'm sorry. It takes three hours to play a game of blood bowl. Uh, but it's, it's worth every, every minute that you spend in it. Awesome. Great choice. Maybe we maybe like someday things slow down. We should do like a steam league. We should. It's, it's blood bowl too. I have heard 
not so great things about Blood Bowl three, mm. but Blood Bowl Blood Bowl two, like the the collector's edition or the the ultimate. What I don't do many whatever games, yeah. whatever the collected edition is is coming out. It's going to have all the teams. There's like thirty different teams you can play. It's it's great. It's a great beer and pretzels game, and it's and that's what it's there for. Nice. All right, Patrick. Now I peeked ahead and, and do your your spreadsheet you've made. So uh-huh. a list of everything. So I cheated a little bit here and I'm a little surprised by it. I, I thought that you would be. Okay. So folks, the moment of truth, Patrick, what war game, historical board game are you washing ashore with? So you can probably imagine that this was the hardest category because we are a historical war game group. And I was really tempted to put, the men of iron tri-pack. In fact, that was what was on there for a really long time because men of iron is, is incredible. It's perfect, but I'm going to be on this desert Island for a really long time. So then I thought, okay, well maybe I'll put something like blind swords on there. And I'm like, well, I can't just put a series on there. I got to put one game. So I settled on, uh, death Valley, the battle of Shenandoah battles. Of wow. Shenandoah. So GBACW love. Um, and I think that's going to be, that's going to be a hot take right there. I think I'm going to get tomatoes thrown at me probably. Well, I'm, I'm prepping mine. I, I just like, look, I'm going to give you shit here, but obviously like that's fine. You like Go for it. everyone, Go for it. everyone like, like your own games, right? Know that uh-huh. this is coming from a place of, of love. Uh-huh. Um, but you picked like the fifth or sixth best civil war series and you picked a game from it. Like I understand. I understand. Look, I understand your wrong opinions. Like it's okay. So I, I don't have a ton of experience with GC ACW. I've played maybe one session of it. Okay. I, you know, I know that that's everybody's favorite. But what I really picked GBACW for, and anybody who's, I've taught probably a half, maybe a dozen, half a dozen people how to play Blind Swords at this point. I love Blind Swords. I think Blind Swords yeah, is Blind my, Swords is it's my Civil War game. Like I have, that's what I want to play. I want to put it on the table and I want to play it. But it's not something that I don't think, once I played first Kernstown two or three times on the Desert Island, I don't know if I'd want to play it again, right? Like, I don't know if I'd get the same enjoyment 10, 15, 30 plays down the line as as something massive. Battles of Shenandoah has seven maps in it. It has, like, 15 scenarios in it. And it does everything that I love that Blind Swords does. Sure, it's a little opaque. It's got some pro- It's got its problems. But I love the Brigade Activation System. I want to activate brigades. It's at a scale that I really like. And it's, it's just, it's, it checks all the boxes. I mean, I want to play more. I want to play more GBACW. So GBACW is chip pull for activations, right? Correct. Hmm. So it's, it's chip pull civil war tactical. I mean, I've got, I've got the battle, the battle of Puebla set up right next to me. You know, I've got, out of I've a been, different game though, right? That's out of Gringo, correct. right? That's, that's out of Gringo's. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to yeah, no, I've got I've got that one set up next to me. I've got two or three games of Into the Woods on Vassal going. Like, it's if it didn't in real life, you know, the day to day, if it didn't take so goddamn long to play, like I would, that would be what I played. It would be all that I played. I love GBACW. Wow, but and, but 
the reason blind swords get so much more play, and I will evangelize blind swords until the day I die, is it's it's you know it's fifteen pages of rules as opposed to how many's in this rule book right here. They're forty-four. So, you know, I can play blind swords in a couple of couple of sessions and be done with it. But GBACW just has more meat on its bones. So one of these well, days we'll have to we'll have to play some line of battle because I haven't I, played GBACW, but we've talked about it. Line of battle is more streamlined. I do mm-hmm. I am jealous that GBACW has the Jipple activation. I think it's one of the things missing from line of battle. Mm-hmm. Um so like what really needs to happen is someone needs to take line of battle and GBACW and like smush them together into one fantastic. And that's that's a that's one of my hobby, my war game aspiration, as is I haven't played any Civil War Brigade series or line of battle. Mm-hmm. I've had like uh, I've had Manassas from uh, Civil War Brigade series in my cart a couple of times. Sure. I've had uh, the uh, a couple of games from that series. I've had a couple of games of line of battle in my in my cart. I'm like, and I just have never pulled the trigger. Um, so, but it, it'll happen. I mean, you know, as the as the the hobby whore uh, of of the guild, I'm happy to play whatever. So <laughs> just say when, man. Well. I give you shit, but I, I respect the choice. Um, very good. It's, it's all right. I stand by my wrong just, choices. And so, Death Valley, just because of the the just the amount of stuff packed in the box, is that is that so? Why? It's it's got early war. It's got late war. It's got mm-hmm. you know, it's got a lot. Of, it's got an expansion. It's you know, I think with the expansion, you get ten maps at our ten eight or ten maps total, and I mean, you're getting like six or seven at civil war battles out of it, as opposed to, you know, into the woods is a great game, but it's, it is Shiloh, you know, right. Gettysburg is Gettysburg. You know, there's cool individual small maps. Well, shit, Gettysburg isn't even Gettysburg, right? It's two right. days. Gettysburg, unless you're, unless you're talking about the, uh, the black, um, the, uh, not a greater victory. What's it called? You no, know the, the one yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, most fearful sacrifice. Most fearful sacrifice, right? But like, even that—I mean, technically, that's a different series, series than Blind Swords. Even the Blind Swords Gettysburg game is for one day of Gettysburg. Right. It's not. It's not. It's just. Yeah. It's. It's. Which that one's been really fun. I've been playing that one lately. Long Street. Which one? Attacks. First day or second day? Oh, Long Street. Attacks. It's, yeah, it's you. it's second day. So me and me and one of the guys have been playing uh, Peach Tree Orchards. Um, which has been a lot of fun. So, and it's, it's his first experience with blind swords and he's, he's digging it. So again, look, if it, if, if I could bring any series or play any series, it would have been blind swords, but because it's gotta be one game on the Island, I gotta, I gotta go against it. So this is your fault, Matt. Your well, fault. you did. I mean, this. you could have solved that problem with GCACW and take something like roads of Gettysburg two or something like, like that. And then you get, Again, yeah, like I three campaigns in one, and I just I need more experience with it. Yeah, and I got to yeah. be honest, the sticker shock for like three hundred and twenty five dollars for some of those games is just whoo lord. Oh well, those are out of print, and like sure. line of battle stuff's out of print. But like the new GCCW is like what one seventy or something. Yeah, it's not. It's not. But terrible. it's three games in one, right? I mean, right, it's right. Like the oh, equivalent not... of three battles of Shenandoah. I mean, it's a different mm-hmm. scale, so it's not. You couldn't literally fit three death valleys in there um I th- but 
I think that's what does it for me too, is the scale. Like I, I've, sure. played, I've yeah, done I a little bit too. of the, the, I've been playing Atlanta is ours and I've got, well, like I said, one or two sessions in and it's, it's cool. It's really cool, especially because it's Atlanta and I live three minutes from the battlefield of Kennesaw mountain. And it's, you know, I like, Oh, I live in that hex and that's, mm-hmm. that's cool. Right. But, but then I'm like, Oh, but that's, you know, it's just a generic strength point counter. I'm like, I want to know who's there when I could pull out the, you know, there's not an Atlanta GBACW or blind swords yet, fingers crossed. But like, I can pull out and be like, Oh, this is, you know, this is McLaws division and, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Bob Thornton's cavalry. And that's, that's cool. I just, I like the scale better. Sure. So I know, right, like I, I said, hot, hot moment there. Well, again, I respect it. I don't agree with it, but good for you. I'm glad you brought it on the <laughs> violin. Cause then, then you can, you can teach it to us. You can there teach you go. It to us there we go. All right. So, I'm sure you're aware, but just in case, we have a little segment called the uh, Hot Seat, H-O-T-T Seat, which is just... Uh, it's clever. It's clever. I'm, that's I'm right. Are you ready? Oh, Are I'm ready. I'm, hot seat? I'm, Do you need an explanation? I mean, it's just lightning round. No, no, man. Let's just, let's just rock and roll. All right. Here you go. Ready? Uh, no, but let's go. All right. Favorite military topic to play a war game on? Ooh. Um, World War One. Favorite scotch? Don't have one. Best gaming experience? Mm, uh, founding Fathers at AACCon. Nice. Game you've always wanted to play but haven't? Mm, uh, ooh, 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 that's tough. Um, gotta look at uh, Fire in the Lake. Favorite comic book character? Hellboy. Favorite war game series? Blind Swords. Favorite topic to read about? Uh, Gilded Age. Nice. Finland or Russia? Finland. I love you. Uh huh. Best city to get barbecue in? Uh, Memphis. Wrong. Favorite war game scale? Uh, ooh, operational. Game on your table right now? Uh, GBACW Gringos. Bow or Barkley? Uh, <laughs> that's a really. You are a mean person. Um, man, I gotta, I gotta go with Chuck. I gotta, go with, I gotta go with Charles. I don't agree. That's Smoky okay. Jazz Bar or Tiki Bar? Tiki Bar. Favorite hobby outside of gaming? <sighs> movies? Do movies count? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Fiction or nonfiction? Yes. Favorite Twin Peaks character? You're gonna give me so much shit. Uh, Cooper. You dirty dog. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have words. Yeah. Cooper is obviously the best. It's the right answer. But yeah. just for folks who don't know, Patrick hated Agent Cooper when. He the, okay, the first two episodes, he was so bad. I love it. He's so he's so good. I love it. Uh, if you and I made a band, what would it be called? <sighs> oh man, that's that's. I had some good band names the other day. Um, Maps. Nice. Uh, last great book you read. Um, Destiny of the Republic. Last great game you finished? Um, uh, we talking any any kind of game here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations. Favorite book? Uh, The Hobbit. Who's the best royal of all time? Uh, Henry Tudor. No, who's the best Kansas City royal of all time? Oh, uh. <laughs> 
uh, uh, Henry Tudor still no um uh Bo Jackson. I set you up for that one. Yeah, that's good. Who, that's good. Who wins the 2023 Stanley Cup? <sighs> Canes. Favorite Burt Reynolds role and correct on the Canes. Yeah, I uh, uh Oh my god. Um Oh my god. I I have I could picture him uh Big Trouble in Little China. That's not Wait, Kurt oh, that's not Burt Reynolds. You're thinking, yeah. I'm thinking Kurt Russell, aren't I? Probably. Um, no, he's in. Hold on. Now I have to check you. Big Trouble Little China? I don't think so. Reynolds. This is turning into the hobby not-so-hot minute. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was. Big. Well, I mean, okay, if, my, if I can't say Big Trouble Little China, it's Smoking the Bandit. Well, you can't say Big Trouble Little China because he wasn't in it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the tr- if that's the truth you decide to live in, I understand. But but I swear, who is it? Big Trouble in Little China? Is it Kurt really Russell? Kurt, right? Is it really Kurt Russell? Well, Kurt Russell's best role is Tombstone. So there you go. Nice. Um, okay. So, well, now I had to I had to double check the Burt Reynolds thing. And it's correct, he was not in Big Trouble in Little China, but you had me second guessing myself there. Hey, look, I you know I could have said the thing too. You know, we're just gonna get all the Kurtz and Burts screwed up today. Favorite World War II theater? North Africa, Pacific or Band of Brothers? Band of Brothers. Alien Pacific or... is really good though. They're both great. Alien it's... or Aliens? Aliens. Scream or I know what you did last summer. I don't. I've never seen either of those. What? I remember. Okay, remember, I'm 28. Okay, I mean, uh, you're only a couple years younger than me. I'm gonna yeah. say couple, even though it's more than a couple, just yeah. to lump, keep lumping uh, myself in the youngers. Um, I saw screen. I saw both of those. What are you talking about? Come on. Never, never on, seen son. either of them. Uh, worst board, worst board game you've ever played. Ooh, that is a loaded question. Uh... Oh my god, I played something that was absolute dog dirt the other day. And I packed it up almost immediately. I don't remember. Oh my god. Oh, if it comes back to you. Oh, that? oh, Su- okay. I love Hollenspiel games. Sue Line was like the worst train uh, I've ever played. Okay. Scotch or bourbon? Bourbon. Chester Nimitz or MacArthur? Uh, Chesty Puller. No. Chester Nimitz or MacArthur? <laughs> Chester Nimitz. Hell yeah. If you could wash ashore with one book, what would it be? Ooh, that's... I want to circle back, I guess, The Hobbit again. A movie? I hate you so much right now. <sighs> guess mm. it's got to be tombstone it's got nice be video game i don't care um yep. pass game you want to play in 2023 empire of the sun nice favorite rpg class to play bard best sports movie ever made uh Moneyball. uh fantasy or sci-fi fantasy World War One or World War Two? World War One. Civil War, Napoleonics. Civil War. Favorite MMP game? 
Hmm. Uh, look over my shoulder here. Ah, man. You know, I'm going to go for a wild one. I really, really liked The Last Stand. Nice. Okay. Uh, favorite GMT game? Oh, I really don't like you again. <laughs> uh, man, there are just so many. Uh, favorite of all time GMT game? Yep. All bridges burning. Nice. Uh, my tire Negroni. My tie, baby. Halloween or Friday the thirteenth. So is it bad if I say that I haven't seen you those either? <sighs> Favorite TV show? Uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> it's close. It's getting there. It's getting there. Um, Favorite TV show? There's so much good TV, man. It's so bad. Uh. I'll go basic bitch white girl say Game of Thrones. Uh, if you could have a coin game about any topic, what would it be? Ooh, um, I would want to see a game about. That is an interesting question. You know, I might really want to see one about American Indian Wars. Nice. Uh, what's the greatest game ever made? Cribbage. Patrick, sir, thank you so much for for washing ashore and bringing these wonderful games and uh, for a great conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Always thoroughly enjoy uh, hanging out with you. I'm looking forward to our our little upcoming project with art, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the millions and millions of games that we play on 18xx and Board Game Arena and Rally the Troops. It's It's been good, uh, man. It's been been amazing. It's been outstanding. We've played some absolute bangers of games. I just, every time you go out of supply in, um, I don't want to talk about (laughs) Rommelin. There's a reason I don't, there's a reason I don't play that one anymore. It's so bad. Oh, God. I was like, all right, at what point can I just cut Patrick in two by cutting him off? I just look for it. Hey, rope I just, him in, rope him in. I did just realize I, I, you throw me, you threw me a softball with that last question. It's the Pacific, by the way. Pacific War. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Pacific War is amazing. Oh, so good. We we recently got back into it, and even yeah. like the bare minimum that we did, I was like, ah, oh, this. I need to play that like weekly to stay on top of it. I need to. It's it's on my list to play at some point. Yeah, I mean, and I say I need to play that weekly to stay on top of it. Just the campaign game, like operational and stuff, like, you know, like, that's, it's actually, it is a daunting task, and I think it is some hurdles to get through, but, like, sitting down and, like, dedicating a day to an operation, I think would be a really uh, good day. Um, Yeah. And wouldn't be that bad. It would be. It would be. That would be a, that would be a good, a good day. A good day of gaming. Absolutely. Well, Patrick, thank you. Do you want to plug like where people can find you or anything like that or sure. Um, everywhere discord. I'm on all the servers. Um, Twitter <laughs> sends captain. Actually, I think I'm AUO really on, on, I don't know. Just find me. I'm around. Find them folks. Smoke signals. All right. It's going to do it for us folks. 
We will be back with more special guests. We have some more in the queue. I see some people on the horizon just waiting to wash ashore. Wait, so you see these people on the horizon in boats that are crashing and like falling apart. You don't do anything about it? What can I do, Patrick? I what just, can I do? Just, wow. At least have my tie ready for him. That's well, I, I will do that. <laughs> I will do the bare minimum until someone washes ashore with um, like a, a copy of Frosthaven to get us all off the island as a boat. Then we're just just, stuck you, here. You just sink. It's an anchor. That's that's a that's <laughs> yeah, anyway. It's been fun, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you.